welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who have read the guidelines for podcast reopening. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Uh, hey, Dave. Hey, Gene. Uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me at Chuck Siders on Twitter. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And we are at least six feet away. Uh, I am not chewing tobacco and have no intention on spitting it. I know that Steve Mason has played the most um, games and goals for the Flyers Let since it go, 2000. Man. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It was never addressed. But um, yeah, so I'm ready to rock and roll and, and get the, the baseball season restarted. And uh, my name is Gene Zelak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. And uh, I... I just found out that there, in some cases there was actual sports on today, but instead I decided to continue to play virtual sports. Uh, and congratulations to uh, Player Joke, who won the uh, the Madden 20 championship over the weekend. Um, he's in somewhere in Jersey, and man, does he know how to run the football. He, he ran 160 <laughs> plays over the course of the weekend or, or three-week tournament. I have no idea how long it was. He didn't throw the ball once. Zero pass plays. Doug oh, really? Peterson. Doug Peterson. This guy knows how. Make him your offensive coordinator. What, uh, Don't what team pass. Wait, wait, wait. What team did he play? As like, uh, what's his, well, what's his I, I guess the way those system, the way the system works is like you're given like a uh, you you get to draft a a uniform set, um, and then you're given a certain amount of points that you draft players. So. He was playing as the um, I believe. Oh, but not with the roster. Yeah, no. Um, and I think he uh, it was. Um, that makes sense. That's that's fair. Yeah, I think he was playing as the uh, the Titans, I believe. And um, yeah, he had like Gale Sayers on his team. Um, so they they they. <laughs> but the other guy who I was following was um was an Eagles fan from from Maryland, and he actually was playing in the Kelly Greens. Uh, made it all the way to the quarterfinal. So. Yeah, it's an insane amount of money that goes into that thing, and uh, it was a rabbit hole that I was happy to be under for like the last four or five days, and uh, yeah, so that was the that was my uh, entertainment as far as competitive stuff this week. Yeah, so uh, if you were so inclined, you were treated to uh, more KBO this weekend. Uh, we saw the start of the German football league. Uh, we got a little skins skins game golf going on today and we have some uh nascar some 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 racing going on this weekend so like slowly but surely very slowly and somewhat surely uh things are starting to come back in in little drips and drabs to satiate you know your need for sports chuck did you did you uh indulge in any sports watching this this weekend I, I did not. Um, uh, you couldn't pay me to watch NASCAR. Uh, I would have maybe watched a little uh, Bundesliga um, if I had a chance, um, but I just I didn't know when it was on. I I wasn't actively searching it out. Um, my <laughs> Samsung Lions are not doing that great. In um, yeah, you're looking at the standings. Uh, they make a. Di- What's what? You're looking at the standings. Yeah, yeah, they they they're they're not doing well. And how, how are the Bears uh, and the Dinos doing? Uh, I forget. I I know the the Dinos were 
were off to a tear uh, when I last uh, checked out. Um, but I stopped paying attention because I couldn't follow it. And my allegiance to my laptop will only get me to root for the Samsung Lions so far. First, so the Dinos are in first place. They're 10 and 1. Well, I mean, when you have a name like dinosaurs, well, dinos, I mean, that's pretty hard to beat. Yeah, and the Bears are in second, seven to four. But outside of that, yeah, no, I've I haven't watched anything yet, but I've been waiting on news for the things related to the Big Four and and for what's going to happen with those those teams. It's like one of those things where it's like you're starving, like you're hungry, uh, and if you eat a little something. That you like, you like a little snack. Well, now you're really hungry because you just kind of triggered your appetite, right? Like you don't want to really yeah. get into anything unless you can have the actual, the beef. Yeah, yeah. No appetizers for us. No um, amuse. Well, for me, I, I can't speak to you guys, but uh, for me, no appetizers for me. No uh, amuse bouche. Um, I, I'm waiting for the the entrees. I can I'm load up for- on appetizers though well yeah in real life yeah (laughs) yeah i I, i'd crush like the sampler platter or like if you want to be fancy and call it tapas but i get my tapas fridays so you ever go to like a really nice restaurant and the the meal always like kicks ass when you start off right you get the amuse bouche you get like some kind of fancy bread with some like uh, I don't know like uh, a fancy butter, a truffle butter or something. On then you get these like awesome appetizers where like the chef goes like bananas, and then you get like a main course that's just standard, right? It's just salmon or something, and you're always like underwhelmed by the main course. Ever happened to you? Yes, it has. Uh, um, Capital Grill, not to name drop, but. Uh, Capital Grill, actually, uh, the one in King of Prussia specifically, not impressed, not impressed. But um, I think I I got the steak. Normally, I'd go for lamb if they have lamb, but I got the steak, and it was just like, oh yeah, that's that's meat, you know. <laughs> uh, it was cooked mostly to the doneness I wanted, but there was nothing special about it. And, uh, damn truffle French fries, which are nasty. But yeah, no, I, I have been watching Top Chef and uh, some Chopped, <laughs> so that's that's where I'm getting my competition in. All right, well let's get let's get to our main course, which is not not going to be disappointing. We're going to be talking uh, MLB baseball today and kind of the the news and the happenings going on around the return of baseball. So have you guys taken a look at the MLB? proposal for reopening what they kind of envision the 2020 season looking like i have and honestly reading it does not inspire a lot of confidence that we're actually going to see baseball no well i mean just think about it there was a couple of things in there that make it seem like it's going to create like a pr nightmare uh, if these things actually come to fruition well let's go through let's go through and we'll talk about what the nightmare aspect of it so uh I guess the timeline for this is early July. So it looks like a big grand 4th of July kickoff to the season uh, would probably be something that they would be interested in. Uh, It's a half season, right? 82 games, regular season schedule. uh, And they're going to get their dream of a universal DH uh, across both leagues. Uh, 
30 man active roster uh, with a 20 man taxi squad, uh, basically because there won't be any minor league baseball this year. So that gives a chance for some of the uh, higher end prospects in the minors to stay sharp and stay with the team. Uh, and 14 teams in the postseason uh, with games played in home cities in October um, and a 50-50 revenue split with the players and owners, which is uh, triggering some players that we'll we'll talk about. So what do you think? Okay, so my, my first impression on that. Now, there's some other guidelines and stuff that go into how this practically happens. Um there's a couple of concerns that I have. I think that this is going to be a way to work the idea of the universal DH into, into, into reality um, faster than anybody probably anticipated. It was coming anyway. Um, but I think that's going to be a reality. Oddly enough, the way the Phillies are constructed right now, I think that's probably good news for Phillies fans. Um, we'll see. We'll see if you're a national league fan, it's bad news because national league baseball, if you've grown up loving it is probably going to cease to exist. Um, the other thing that I think is probably, and this is all long, more long range stuff. Uh, the idea of minor league baseball may start to go away. It'll be interesting to see what franchises survive, uh, at the end of this. I know that in a lot of cases, these, um, minor league franchises are are kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say paycheck to paycheck, but, um, they are certainly not, uh, as as flush with cash when they lose in a, 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 this much gate uh, as probably the the big club. If the big clubs are already trying to scramble to to, to cut down how much they're going to pay their players, um, you know, I, I think as you trickle down the the ladder, you're going to see. Uh, do we need do we need single A baseball or or multiple single A affiliate baseball teams? Well, do we need this many professional baseball players running around? There is a certain thing to be said for a lot of these places. It's the only professional sports they have. Um, you know, and even here where I am, the minor league baseball team is really, really popular. And um, was that the Blue Claws? The Blue Rocks. Blue Claws, blue, I believe, are in Clear Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're really, really popular. And I think that there's a lot of locations where this is the closest thing they get to professional sports and and you know I, I would hate to see that go away but uh, to your point i think that there probably are a lot it's certainly the deepest de- developmental uh system in professional sports there's nothing comparatively in any of the other sports um maybe basketball but certainly it's it's just one affiliate hockey i believe maybe there's what one affiliate for most um uh, nhl teams they don't have like three and four deep uh ahl or i mean or, don't or, get me wrong I, I love minor league baseball and i've had a blast at every minor league game i've gone to every independent league game i've gone to i just you know i don't know there's just a lot of them yeah yeah and and there was already talk before the coronavirus of trimming down the minor league system and actually paying minor league players enough to eat um <laughs> Because if you don't know, minor league baseball players probably make less than you do. And I don't know how much you the, the listener is making, but I bet you the minor league baseball player, the future Hall of Famer, makes less than you do now. And there was talk of, you know, really cutting down the minor league system and paying the players a little bit more. 
um, prior to this. And Gene, just like you said, you know, this is opportunity to push through the D universal DH. I think this is going to be an opportunity to push through minor league change. And yeah, I have the same romanticism that, that you guys have. I like the ideas of, you know, the small town with a professional team, but I, I just, I don't think it's going to be around anymore, especially because, you know, between MLB, you know, TV and, you know, TBS and your, your local affiliate, you get to watch a hell of a lot of baseball. This isn't your only opportunity to see, to see baseball. Yeah. It's your only opportunity to see it live, but I think you're right, Gene. I think the minor leagues are going to suffer terribly from this. And I think um, the universal DH, unfortunately, is here to stay. And as much as I'm sure Delaware does love the Blue Rocks, um, you're still less than an hour away from from watching the Philadelphia Phillies play baseball. Oh, yeah. I'm. You know, I just I just I, it's one of those things. It was maybe an unintended or, or as Chuck is keenly pointing out, an intended consequence um, I, I certainly think that there's a lot of things that are going to happen a lot faster than they probably plan. The other thing that I thought was curious, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but if why so much, uh, again, like a second spring training? Do, do you think that these are these guys not staying physically in shape? What is what is the idea behind waiting if we have these things in place t to start? Like if we were good to go June 1 why would we wait four weeks to start and do, or, or two weeks to start even to, you know, we already had spring training, you know, they should have made decisions as far as the roster's concerned. Um, isn't that, are we, are, is this another conditioning spell? What, what is the, what's the idea behind um, baseball amongst the other sports? I, I, I sort of would understand why you might need to get up to game speed for hockey or game speed for the NBA, but, I mean, baseball is is baseball. You know, if you're going to have 82 I just, games, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I as as wealthy as these guys are, and probably you know have access to you know gyms, gym equipment, and stuff like that. I'm sure they're physically fit. Uh, I just don't know how much live pitching you know Bryce Harper's facing. Uh, you know, it, at home. It, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know that you're seeing that stuff. It, it would probably be a month of just messy baseball. Do you think that this is more for the pitchers or for the hitters? Do you think it's that these arms need another ramp up phase now that they know that when pitchers, they were going to go? Probably. Um, I, I mean, I think the pitchers would be the most obviously adversely affected. But I mean, think of the early spring training games. That's some ugly ass baseball. And whereas these guys aren't going to have to like the, the hockey players, a lot of these guys can't get access to a sheet of ice so they can work out as much as they want. But those, you know, that skating mechanism, they can't recreate on a treadmill. So like, that's a huge issue, but baseball is a game of inches. You know, it's, it's, you know, a ground ball coming towards you and yeah, you've, fielded them all your life but knowing when it's going to bounce how to position like just getting that rhythm getting that feel of when to take a step forward when to take a step to the right i i think i don't think it has to be a protracted a, a prolonged uh spring training but enough time to just 
get some reps in and get the get the rhythms of the game down again. I mean, we're not the- going to have like spring training games. You know what I mean? Like, I'm guessing it'll be inner squad stuff. You know, is it going to give you that that mechanism? Who who knows? I, I, this is completely uncharted territory. It was just a kind of a curious thing to me that that has been built into this process. This did I time. tell did I tell the Steph Curry story on the pod? I don't. I don't. I don't know the Steph Curry story. So when this whole quarantine happened and the season got canceled, like early April, I guess for for basketball, um, Steph Curry doesn't have a hoop at home. At his house, he doesn't have a hoop. So really, he had, buy, he had to buy a portable basketball net, like from Walmart or whatever. <laughs> And get it sent. And he was, there's a whole article about how overwhelmed he was at the instruction manual of putting that bad boy together. It took him, uh, you know, over five hours to get that thing assembled. So, you know, just because, you know, you have a perception that they'd be able to practice and stay sharp and stay in shape. And you think like, oh, yeah, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, Reese Hoskins has, has a batting cage in his basement. Like, you know, no, that, it, probably not. Um, so, yeah. yeah Perfect. Perfect example of that, Dave. We were talking before the show began of how clutch it is to have a nice desk to work at at home. You know, we yeah. like we we all worked. We, we work at a desk. You know, it's part of our daily life. Why would the hell would we need a desk at home up until the fact when you're working at home? So that that is a fair point. Uh, if you are listening to this, invest in a desk. You will see the benefits. And an ergonomic uh, chair. And an ergonomic chair. The chair oh, is God. the most important thing. I you have my chair. Crappy chair at work is way better than anything you probably have in your house. Your crappy chair at work probably costs, you know, somewhere around $400. <laughs> Perhaps, probably. But it's, it's much better than your kitchen chair. Your kitchen right, chair is not meant. Yeah, it's not meant for you to sit in and support that much weight ergonomically for, you know, an extended period of time. Like it's meant for you to sit on for 20 minutes and eat dinner and then yeah. go lay on the couch, you know. Uh, <laughs> you sit in the chair for an entire work day, you can barely walk. <laughs> yeah, oh god, I I experienced that firsthand the um it was like my first or second day working from home. I no, it was my second day cuz first I had a lawn chair. And the lawn chair was the better option. Started with the kitchen chair. The next one, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a lot more upright. And I get up after half a day of work. And I'm just in like agony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I need to put this like one click back on the old beach chair. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in a Zoom meeting, falling out of sight. <laughs> All right. Let's and also, this- just, just, just talk about the physical fitness level of potadelphia it's like uh, oh you got for that chair you gotta lay down for a bit (laughs) (laughs) sitting is the new smoking make sure you know you're you're getting up every once in a while um all right so let's get into this other stuff that baseball has said uh no fighting that's what they're saying for this season they're saying no fighting well don't they always say no fighting (laughs) I don't know. That's what's in the article. It's I, like, don't, hey, I, don't, I don't know when they ever said, uh, please fight. Uh, <laughs> special guidelines. Uh, I, no mean, they yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I can watch baseball without fighting. I mean, those guys got to police themselves. It's a brutal game out there. All right. Limit, limiting players' movement on the road. Um, 
whatever that means. Uh, social distancing in the dugout. Wait, uh, wait, before we get to social distancing in the dugout, I, I want to talk about my one big takeaway and the huge difference between Major League Baseball and the NHL. They're gonna, there's gonna be travel. You know, it's are they're gonna be playing in their home stadiums, right? Or is it? Are we going back to the? God, that's such a bad idea. I know it's home stadiums. It, you know, you want to talk about, you know, keeping up the the illusion that you're you're doing these social distancing things. Well, that's, that's what this is related to. Members of the traveling party may not leave the club's hotel and should not congregate in public areas of the hotel for any reason unless approved by the appropriate club personnel. Uh, yeah, but how the the more variables you add into this the more one mistake screws up everything you know if you're in if you're in four different hotels in a month and you get room service at each one well you know the person who's serving you room service are they only for your team you know, or are they serving the other guests at the hotel? The I would more... imagine, well, depending on where, like where they're traveling, is the hotel even going to be open for anyone other than the team? You know, that's a fair point. And that's how it's going to be with the NHL when they ever reopen. So that I, I retract that. But still, the, the more variables you add into it, I thought the, you know, the, the feasibility of the, you know, Grapefruit, Grapefruit League and the um, Cactus League you know, the, the, those made more sense because it was more centralized locations. It was a handful of places, you know, that you could better control. The fact that you're going to have, you know, 30 locations and traveling around all these different places, that's a hell of a lot of opportunities for, for more contact. People are going to get sick. Well, There's but he, and going to be a time. And here's the thing, Chuck. They, they have an answer to your question. They're going to do, and I think there's numbers in there, what you're reading, Dave. They're going to do tons and tons and tons of testing. Well, yeah, no, that's. They can't test everyone every day. I mean, and I think the NFL has already come out and said this, that it would it would be the amount of however many hundreds, hundreds of thousands of tests that it would take to test everyone on the club and everyone associated with the team. Uh, every day it is not possible. So yeah. I know there's, you know, multiple temperature checks a day. Uh, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, yeah. But when you're running a fever, the, 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 the heart, the, the, the horse is already out of the barn. What the hell's the, the analogy? I, I forget the thing, but it's, it's already too late. If you're running a fever, you're showing you're symptomatic. I you don't know. I was been sweating while I was around today. So, you know, who that stuff is full crazy, too. <laughs> Potadelphia talks about our own heart disease. <laughs> you know, we might not die of COVID, but there's chances that one of us isn't making all the way through the season. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, no, I, I mean, it, I, I agree. It's, there's only so much you can do. It just seems like an unnecessary risk. And this is what I meant by a PR nightmare is, you know, they're going to take out of general population, out of circulation, 
an awful lot of tests just off the, you know, right off the top to get everybody into, you know, cleared into this situation where they can start the process. And then if everything goes perfect and they maintain themselves in whatever bubble they sort of create around the teams and everybody abides by the regulations, you know, they but they still are already going to have to take all of those tests to get the entire league, um, you, you know, know, at a this zero. Is gonna be, this is crazy, and you're probably going to think it's crazy coming from me, but I think ideally what I would like to see is let's get NBA playoffs, let's get NHL playoffs going. Like, I, I really think that that's stuff we can get controlled, we can get centralized, it's brief, uh, and we can get that habit. And then, you know, let's have golf go. Let's have um, like tennis, go, you know, anything like that. That's like an individual sport. Go. Let's just skip baseball this season. Get the stuff organized for football in the fall. And let's move on from there because the baseball thing is really, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I, I think it's a huge undertaking to try to get the baseball season going. I mean, how do you, how do you football, I think, becomes even more complicated. Baseball, at least to a certain degree. Well, football's got the luxury of time. Football does have the luxury of time. But honestly, not as much time as, you know, you think, considering football usually starts late July, early August, which is, we're, we're under 90 days. Um, yeah, but time in between games you, know, you have a week, so it can be, all right, you're going to the new location. Keep everyone isolated. Tests happen on these days. Like, it doesn't have to be, hey, we got another game today. You know, well, I mean, not I, to put words in your mouth, Dave, but that was my thinking of football. There's, you know, 16 games in the season. It is also yeah. a lot easier to to push football a little bit more further into the future and be able to continue to play. Yeah, that's true, too. You could yeah. easily start football. I mean, there is, over. to a certain degree, there's a window that's going to close as far as baseball is concerned unless you move everybody into a climate that's going to stay warm for much longer into the year. You you can't really yeah. play baseball much later into October than we already do. I mean, if you remember how cold it has been in Northeast cities when they're having the World Series, um, you know, you know that once you get into November, you're you're fighting against weather. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting thing. There's there's all of these talks of of having these extra players, everybody being in the empty stadiums, spread out at least six feet apart, which is going to be very bizarre to kind of see uh, just how that's going to translate. Um, yeah, the dugout. I mean, the, so the next thing is social distancing in the dugout. Um, you know, being six feet apart. I don't know if there's enough dugout space for that. Uh, maybe they could sort of, I don't know, cannibalize a section of the stands uh, for something like that or not. I but, mean, I've uh, been in the dugout at Citizens Bank Park. It doesn't make practical sense that you would have your lineup well, in, you know, maybe you would have like the next three or four guys on deck and maybe the catcher that would come in and out or the pitcher that would come in and out. Um, and I mean, how are you going to coach your players? You know what I mean? Is there going to be a certain amount of... Um, of texting i mean are people going to be on devices yeah. which well, which opens up a whole nother another 
a whole nother can of worms. But we're, I mean, there's no crowd noise. So, I mean, probably. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to be six feet apart and you've got the pitcher coming in, you know, there's going to it's going to open up a whole different strategic issue with the game of baseball in and of itself. When we're just coming off of a whole offseason where banging on trash cans to signal uh, what pitches are coming and going was, you know, basically has incited fans to want to strip a team of its World Series. Um, it's it's this crazy. Is, this is this is like uh, the Astros are like, thank God this is happening. Oh, like, <laughs> that that's that that is some gallows humor. But yes, they are, man. They are so freaking fucking scream at those assholes. Yeah, nobody's going to want to boo them because they'll just be happy to have baseball back. Uh, so this next one, controlling infielders' movement. Uh, when the ball is out of play or in between pitches, fielders are encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner. Uh, okay. I mean, like at yeah. that point. I, I almost kind of think you have to treat each individual team as like a household unit. And this goes back to the point you were saying, Dave, of it makes a lot more sense for uh, NHL and NBA to finish up their seasons and or, you know, just due to the playoffs, because it's a much smaller window of time. You can keep these people isolated. But the idea of like you're going to try to. You know, do social distancing on a team like. Yeah, I, I mean, and then that umpire catcher batter uh grouping there that happens you know I, I don't know how many combinations of that happen during each game but how many balls are we gonna go through in a game you know we already go through thing a lot the... yeah we already go through a lot yeah but they're gonna Everybody... save them all right they're, they're gonna have someone go around and collect them all after the game and they can bring, put them back you know, they'll save and... a lot of money in baseballs yeah and then they'll just have to re-sanitize them but it reminds me of that thing where it's like Oh, here we we show the safeguards we're doing to protect poker players. Yeah, they're still passing around cards. Everyone's using the same cards and chips. You know, the pitcher's still going to throw a ball to somebody that's going to get hit and be caught and thrown around. And it's... uh, I don't know, man. Poker players are already probably inoculated against everything anyway. Yeah, they're they're either dead or fine. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know but and, and i'm not trying to like you know write this season off out of hand i honestly wouldn't be, be surprised if the covid virus originated at the taj mahal poker room <laughs> Some, <laughs> somehow i don't the know back, how, but the back got it from phil helmuth that's what that's what you don't really know and and then from there <laughs> <laughs> this became a big old circle. All right. So the last one here is shutting down the stadium's amenities. Um, so there would be no showers at the ballpark, no saunas, steam rooms, hydrotherapy pools, and cryotherapy chambers, uh, as well as discouraging the use of indoor batting cages. Yeah. I mean, I, at that point, why even play, like be a professional baseball player if you can't have your cryotherapy and like <laughs> your indoor batting cage? You know, I like, mean, you got to bro down in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the ninety-three fills with all of these regulations? There's no way, you know, 
the amount of partying that those guys did in the dugout that really fueled that I entire John Croc lane in a cryotherapy <laughs> chamber. God, it would have been so much well, better. Well, on John, please. Well, John Croc's helmet was like patient zero for like many a disease. <laughs> and I mean, you know, when you're when you're sharing all the same drugs, like they had the same diseases, but so, all right, so I just think, I just think when you can't shower, like there's gonna be some, you know, are some really stinky ass like Land Rovers. Like here's a luxury car that's gonna smell horrible. I mean, whatever. Like do you, I don't know. Like do you shower? Yeah, sometimes you go home. Yeah. No, I no, I honestly think the showering actually isn't that you know big of a thing and. You know, press availability. Who says that Bryce Harper can't go home, take a shower in and his own once house? Again, once again, Jose Altuve, since he's so shy, is like, oh, thank God. Right. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen the first Rambo movie? Of course I've seen the first yeah. Rambo. Yeah, I was kind of thinking. You remember the scene when he gets to town? They was that come- when he has first Holy Communion? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's later in the film. Um, but there, when he first gets to town and the nice police officers, they pick him up and give him a shower. Yeah. I was thinking maybe that's how we could treat the Mets when they come into Citizens Bank Park. You want to pick up a, a, a Met and give him a shower? I want to, like, put him against a wall and hit him with a fire hose is what I want to oh. do. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were going a different place there. <laughs> All right, Gene's plan to restart the season. I want to pick up athletes on their way into town, <laughs> pin them up the wall, and shower them. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right, so let's get into Blake Blake Snell's uh, comments, which whenever I hear Blake Snell, I'm thinking Ian Snell. You guys have the same reaction? No. Are they Are they brothers? I- are, are, are those two guys brothers? I don't know. I don't know. So, all right, his I, comments. I, I'm thinking Hogan's heroes. I'm thinking Schnell, Schnell. <laughs> uh, the comments on his Twitch channel, which I guess all these guys uh, play video games on Twitch. Is this a thing? It seems like they all are. I, I guess I've been missing out on being able to hang out with my favorite athlete for five or They're six hours. They're all playing like fucking Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why I missed it. Yeah, I, well, I have to say, I do love reading the articles, and it's like, Bryce H- Harper commented on Fortnite. Like, <laughs> So, Snell says, y'all gotta, y'all gotta understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening, because the risk is through the roof. Now I gotta get my money, I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay, and that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher, and the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean I should be in it for – I should not. that should not be a thing. It should be 100% a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half. Okay. Uh, on top of a 33% pay cut uh, of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. And the way he phrases it is awful. I got to get mine. 
<laughs> is never gonna be the way you persuade people. Um, with that said, he speaks of the truth of the matter that the the players and the owners had a I don't know if it was a written agreement, probably just a verbal agreement of hey, this is how we're gonna proceed. You know, these are the pay cuts you've already conceded to. And now they're going back and asking for more. So, uh, you know, I'm a a union type kind of guy. I advocate for workers and all. So I'm inclined to agree with him. But I think he could not have phrased it worse. But if, if there's no season, if the season gets canceled, they're not getting paid, right? Yeah, but they're not. You know, he's saying put his life on the line. No, but I mean, like, I shouldn't be getting half the money even though we're only playing half the season. You're still getting the same amount of money per game that you were getting when there was a full season. So you're not really getting a pay cut. Well, my my takeaway there was he was, like, okay with that. And then there was, like, what was it, the 33% rollback on top of that, and now they're asking for more? I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half. Yeah, he Snell was was against the whatever the 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 you're going to get paid for the 82 game season. That was the initial um, offer. Well, that's just dumb. That, the, that, that's yeah. That's I don't, and I, I know that I don't think any of the players were happy about it, but I don't think that there was a lot of objection to it vocally for the reason that it's it's tough to. It's a tough leg to stand on. Uh, you know, I want to be paid for work that I'm not going to be able to uh, perform. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I, to a certain degree, it's it's billionaires arguing with millionaires. So, you know, who do you want to feel bad about? But, uh, you know, that's why there wasn't initially this big outcry of players. But I think where his angst comes from and certainly where some of the other players that have come out to support where they're and thankfully a lot of them have been much more diplomatic about it uh i think what their their problem is that now when they've gone back to the table when they've started to solidify things the owners have come back with a well actually how about we do a 50 50 revenue split um you know so it's one of those things where i and uh, you know in the history of baseball with their with the organization with labor versus the ownership going all the way back to early last century it has always been a these are the greedy owners that are going to try and um you know that that's been the perception that that has been put out by the players publicly is that the owners are greedy and that they're trying to take money uh out of our uh, you know out of uh, out of our mouths take take bread out of our mouths but uh, i think in this case the 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 better thing would be to try and stick to well if we're gonna if we're gonna get the season started we should be paid for the work that we are going to perform so if we are going to do an 82 game season we should be play, paid as if it is an 82 game series that I feel like is 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 the best compromise I feel like the the players would be wrong to demand for money that they are not playing Look, and the owners everyone... are wrong to come back and renegotiate every time. Look, everyone's got to kind of uh, do a, a risk reward analysis for their own situation. If if my work opened and said you have to come into the office on Monday, um, and I have to make a decision, I would either have to say, okay, I'll be there because I need this job, or I would say, you know, it's not worth me risking going out into society yet. I 
I can't, I have to quit my job or I need to stay home or I got to not get paid this year or, or whatever I got to decide to do. You know, I'm sure these guys, I mean, we want to put them all in a barrel and say, yeah, they're all millionaires and they'd all be fine if the revenue stream stopped today, but yo, mo money, mo problems. Um, you know, I'm sure that they have some pretty hefty mortgages and, and, um, and bills to pay on their own. So if the league starts and says, this is the deal, uh, you know, and the union kind of says like, okay, we're, we're on board that. Then every player has got to make a decision on their own, what, what they're going to do. And if they don't want to play, I guarantee there's someone waiting to get that chance to go play. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is with, 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 there's not going to be a gate, but that does not mean that there's not going to be money in baseball. Uh, currently, there is no money in baseball because there is no baseball. Once it starts back up, uh, there will be a revenue stream because guess what? The ratings for this are going to be off. Oh, the yeah, everyone wants to be first, too. You so, know you know what I mean? Like that there's going to be and there is already so much money already in the televising of of athletics in this country. Uh, so when you you now basically have an entirely captive audience that is that is desperate for some sort of sports, uh, this would be gonna, really a great opportunity for hockey. Yeah, th- th- yeah. This, this is not. So I you know that's where I mean by you know I don't I don't necessarily think that this is one of those things. I, I you know I, I get upset when I hear the owners plead poor. Like baseball will return in in some way shape or form there will be a a revenue stream yeah no one's no one's crying poor but i mean the, <laughs> it is a huge investment that they made you know and and like you're not gonna have any fans you're not gonna have any stands yeah. you're not gonna have any concessions you're not gonna have any parking you're not gonna have any merchandise sold like all that stuff. i mean that's a huge huge that's devastating right and you yeah. know what everyone has a budget yeah. yeah everyone has a budget and i don't know what the margins are like in baseball like how many of these owners are is this their vanity project and you know if they make money great if they lose money that's fine too or how many is this a real source of revenue for them that if you have to pay your star players for a full year of baseball and and i know none of us are talking about that but saying if you have to pay X amount of money, but you're going to bring in so much less, how long can they afford to do that? And how long would it take and, to recoup that? Yeah, how long would it take to recoup that is a great point. But even, you know, what sort of personal risk are they opening themselves to? Can they do that for the 2021 season? I, I you know, think... if we're next year in the same sort of situation, which is a possibility, you know, maybe they say, screw it, we'll come back next year. I don't know. I so... think I think that there's a certain amount of that these guys didn't get to own professional sports teams without having some savvy. And I think that a lot of these owners, and probably they got together collectively and can kind of see the writing on the wall, is that even when things start to clear up, there's going to be still a lot of people that don't have the sort of revenue and the sort of um, income that they had once had and are probably not going to come like flocking back especially to a sport like baseball where there are so many games, you're not going to see stadiums that are full packed to the gills. You may not even be allowed to be at full capacity for 
three, four, five years, you know, we may be at, at a certain amount of like 30% capacity is the amount of tickets that you can sell that they're, you know, when you go to a game, you and, and your wife are going to be sitting three seats apart um, or, or, or something like that, that like that might be the reality. So they may be looking at it, you know, this nah, is, they would never do that. You'd sit next to the person you bought a ticket with. But I mean, you, 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 you know, to a certain degree, you might not be able to have a hundred percent capacity. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking of, hey, did you hear about the uh, the Lakers? They uh, the, the Lakers applied for oh uh, yeah COVID relief when the when the bill passed and the fucking government's so goddamn stupid they sent the Lakers fucking money. Yep. Like, yeah, our government, man, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, okay, so Bryce Harper's uh, Bryce Harper uh, commented on his Twitch channel while he was farming resources on fucking Fortnite. <laughs> I thought he was playing Farmville. Like, like, just Bryce Harper on video going, I'm going to send a message to this one of my Facebook friends. I need yeah, some beans. Now he's uh, chopping down walls. I don't know. Anyway, so he says... <laughs> <laughs> we get that I, I can't stand Fortnite. Um, <laughs> he says he ain't lying. He's right. Hey, he's speaking the truth, bro. I ain't mad at him. Somebody's got to say it. At least he manned up and said it. Good for him. I love Snell, man. Guy's a beast too. One of the best lefties in the game. So Harper um, siding with that. So uh, you know, I don't know where's his, where's his head at if. Uh, if the league wants to do a, a 50% half season, 50, but what, but what else would you expect Bryce Harper to say? I mean, he is to a certain degree by nature of the fact that he at one point was the highest paid player in the league. It wasn't for long, but he was the highest paid <laughs> player in the league. Um, you know, to a certain degree, he has to, to be on the side of, I would like to have my check please. Um, and to a certain degree, I, I respect the way he put it as, you know, I, you know, in the position that I'm in, maybe I couldn't have said it the way that Blake said it, but uh, I certainly agree with the sentiment that we should get. I'm going to leave it up to the player representatives to do what's best for all the players. Yeah. That, that's the Is one that thing how I you was... talk when you play Fortnite, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so focused. I don't talk at all, G. <laughs> when I play Fortnite, I go, what does this button do? Like, Wait, what do I do one now? Online game and it's Tetris ninety nine. So uh, you know, I, <laughs> there's not a lot of talking. No, but but Dave, you're right. That's what I was thinking. Like the main takeaway here is talk to your union representative. Come out with a a you know a unified message. But and and I don't know, Gene, I think you sort of started on it, like, well, what was Harper supposed to say? He does just kind of sound like he's paying lip service to it. Like, okay, I need to to support other players. But he can't go full-throated of, you know, we all love him here, but it's not a very Philly thing to go, I'm one of the highest-paid players in the league. I need my money. I'm not coming back to play baseball for love of the game. I'm going to sit here in Vegas. Like, no, he, that is a losing, a losing prospect for him to do that. But it, so supporting his fellow player is a good call, but you know, somebody's got to say it and he's not wrong. It's like a thanks bud. <laughs> like way to get my back, I guess. 
I I really do think a little more diplomacy on his part would have been good. Like even just going, hey, it's tough for me to say. I know how much money I make, and I know that people are suffering. Comma, and then say whatever the hell you want. Like <laughs> just just some PR rep, some union rep, somebody there. Yeah, so then Harper dropped his own proposal on what the season should look like on his Instagram account. Uh, and let's see what we think about this, because this is I love this, by the way. Um, I, I love this, too. I, I yeah. thought I was actually hoping that he was retweeting what was going to happen. Yeah. E- East and West, like NBA. Mm-hmm. OK. I, I, all right. I'm already in in like that, because that'll get us some new new regional uh rivalries i like like play yankees more like playing socks more all that stuff so that's good mm-hmm. i like that um 135 game season off day every two weeks on a monday mm-hmm. and every sunday you'd have seven inning double headers yeah. love that love that idea <laughs> that should happen anyway <laughs> yes that should happen on sundays the game's just different right <laughs> <laughs> is that the theater people at us yeah. it's like monday's the dark day and you do it twice on sunday exactly <laughs> that's the hockey thing like right like oh overtime the game's just different now it's like now we just change all yeah. of it. like oh now there's only three players i like yeah. that idea better than the idea of going to like let's start a guy on second base and then we'll every inning we'll increase the number of people that are on second base but no seriously like, let's <laughs> I'm okay with this for every doubleheader. Like, Maybe make, I make this a rule when it's doubleheaders, it's seven inning games. Right. That way we don't have the Phillies starting a game at 12.01 at night Ugh. after yeah, and, a 20 inning game. And it just, like, because you can plan for it, because you know, hey, this game's only going to seven, seven innings, and, you know, due to rain delays – you know, we have games that go fewer innings than than nine and count. You know, I think every doubleheader only goes to seven. That's awesome. You could do so much with that. The idea that, you know, getting both ends of a doubleheader could be open to so many more people. I, yeah, I'm all for that as well. If you had seven inning, if you had seven inning doubleheaders uh, under an emergency situation, could you technically play a triple header? <laughs> to start at 10 a.m i mean you can you could do anything just i would hope that you'd have like you know the amount of pitchers you'd have to go through to do that would be insane like yeah, you'd have so. to have some sort imagine of like... imagine how many pitchers gabe kapler would go through oh yeah like, that's like 50 yeah <laughs> all right so the next thing uh 30 players uh, six-man rotations, save arms. If pitchers wanted this, if not, no big deal. Uh, DH and any other ideas possible. So that's basically already what the what Major League said. Thirty player, thirty player teams. Um, you would probably definitely need a six-man rotation with such a condensed, yeah, dense schedule like that. And DH is already thing. Uh, playoffs, two-week World Series, like Super Bowl week. This is where it gets really kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, 10-team round-robin format, College World Series kind of style at the new Texas stadium or whatever stadiums are best. Uh, Three-game series, you win the series, you move on. You lose, you play the other loser in a one-game wild card. Winner of that moves on, the other team's out. I I really enjoy it, and it goes back to the 
first takeaway I had of this was just how much of a dork Bryce Harper is. <laughs> this is this like I imagine Harper was sitting like on his twin bed with the loose leaf out and the pencils, the different colored pencils for different plans, and coming up with his own condensed baseball season like any number of us had done in you know grade school or maybe early high school or just like that like pre-teen early teen age of just going i'm gonna remake the league and it's gonna be this and that and that and it's just like harper's fantasy come to life and man it's intriguing it's so intriguing the it's East like when West you're eight years old and you're like why are the braves in the west yes <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna redo this and and why are the Cardinals in the NFC East? <laughs> and every day of the week has one extra inning in it, so you start off Monday with five innings. Um. So then, uh, two teams left. Uh, seven game World Series. They get two days off before the series. With those two days off, you do the All Star Game and Home Run Derby. That I thought that was also brilliant. I feel like uh, that should happen MLB anyway. Anyway. Awards as well at that time. yeah that's great that's really cool i like yeah, that Yeah, the only reason i guess that wouldn't happen under normal circumstances is that it would eliminate the possibility of having the all-star game in cold weather cities which would be a bummer because we are slated philadelphia is slated to have an all-star game very soon so um that that would be an exciting thing uh, but the other thing is, I think Bryce Harper, he didn't play college ball. Like He didn't get to go through the experience of College World Series. So I think that that probably was something that appeals to him, that he'd be able to go through um, that sort of a, of a tournament. I love yeah, give metal bats, too. Yeah. Well, I hope, they don't, I hope they don't do that. The last thing I want to hear in an empty stadium is ping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then he drops in here, oh, you could also do it in Vegas. Well, well just- yeah. That would be. I mean, it's just a. That's a thought. You do it in Vegas. Then I'm already um, home. And use the strip hotels, uh, and just have, and you could contain them all in one hotel or something like that. Um, and then I like this too. Open it up on all platforms. No blackouts. Open for everybody to watch. You know. I mean, I love that, but I mean, I want my money. But hell, sure, let's do do that too. Um, and then you could back up the season. Uh, then. Then you back up the season the next two years, May 1st, uh, opening day in 2021, April 1st in 2022. Maybe I'm crazy. Just want to think about and throw around ideas. Goofy emoji. Oh. <laughs> I, I really feel for the people listening to this did not see Dave get to recreate the goofy emoji. It's difficult for um, me to make one eye bigger than the other one. Just Yeah. Like... <laughs> but he did it. He did it. It was remarkable. Um no, I really enjoy it. And like I said, I enjoy Harper dorking out over it. I think the, the most um, impractical thing was the number of games he was talking about. What, 135? Even with expanded rosters, I think that's... Well, that's a that's play a, to get full salary. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I missed that part. That, that of course, makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, let's drop off 35 games or whatever the case may be. But Just call those the 35 games you don't watch during the season. Yes. <laughs> Somehow they all feature the Marlins. This is how we get this. Is how we get that. We just scrub the Marlins and everybody's happy. Yeah. 
I, I think it would be yeah. interesting when we actually get get things going again to see how they want to divide up the, like the idea of the road trip. You know, now you know you have the West Coast trip where you go and you you play in all you know the West Coast cities all all you know in one trip rather than have to fly back and forth across the coast. Uh, I wonder if they'll do something like since usually you would play a three game set if you're going to see like you go into San Francisco you're there for a week, you know. You know, you play six games against, you know, to cut down on the, you know, and that's maybe that's instead of maybe doing home and home, maybe, you know, in some cases you're going to play a team all on the road. And in some cases you're going to play a team all at home. Um, and I guess probably, you know, the, maybe the only home and home you would play would be just your division. Um, you know, yeah. those sorts of things I think would be interesting. It would be really interesting to watch you play a team over like a course of seven days to see how uh, – Baseball, unlike any other sport, you know, getting to see uh, through the rotation twice, it would, and then, you know, you might get a, a sense, you know, you maybe by game three you've kind of figured figured this this other team out. You know, a lot of times in a, th- a seven game series, you're it's elimination. If you lose the first three, you're in really big trouble. But, you know, in this in this sort of set, uh, it would be really interesting to see how how things kind of so, line up line up. So let's talk about the East and the West for a second because. I'm looking at this. Those are 30, 30 baseball teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the East would be the Red Sox, Yankees, Mets, Phillies, Orioles, Nats, Rays, Marlins, Blue Jays, Pirates. What am I up to now? Cleveland, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Detroit, and either one Chicago team or the Brewers. Probably, if in this hypothetical situation, I imagine they'd do the Brewers to give Chicago the chance to to play in, in the same in, league. Yeah. Uh, so really, the West in this is California because yeah. they have to travel all over the place: Seattle, Oakland, San Fran, L.A., Anaheim, San Diego. That's like the West Coast there, but then you have Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota, right? Yeah, Kansas City, St. Louis, Texas, Texas. And Houston. Yeah, so they have they still have to travel everywhere. Well, that that's the complaint in the NHL a lot of you know you hear the different oh what's the difference between the the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and it's like well it depends on the style of play but no man if you're in the Western Conference your road trips suck. Whereas when you're imagine you're the Flyers, what's your division? How many of them can you take the fucking train to or take yeah. the bus to? Right. It's yeah. like, like, oh, oh man, we gotta play all of our division rivals. We have to head up, um, depending on traffic, about two hours north. Cut knockout. Yeah, <laughs> with three teams there, you know. Two and a half hours south, depending on traffic, you know, catch the train with Joe Biden. You know, you're down there an hour and a half again. Yeah, there's some of these teams that just, like, never have a bus trip. Like, yeah, Seattle and Colorado. Uh, Well, even look at even the California teams. Like, you know, San Francisco to Oakland, okay, sure. But, you know, San Francisco to L.A., that's not close. Yeah, you're right. So it's... With that said, though, it's still, if you can do more containing, especially since... But you also get to live in San Diego. Right. That's the other side of it. That is true. 
Yeah. So what happened to the idea of having it all in a centralized location like Arizona or Florida or something like that? Um, Do you think that this was a concession that the league is making to the players because the players wanted to spend half their time in their home city? Probably. Probably. And it's probably a concession to the owners, too, because I think that they're envisioning at some point down the road, like having some sort of fans. Before the end of the season? Yeah. You don't think? I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, from everything, the way it's, it's, it's discussing it, you know, it seems like such a, so far. I mean, I guess you have fans anywhere, right? No matter where you yeah. play, you could have limited fan access anywhere. Right. I guess. All right. Yeah. And just the, the one thing that mentioned in any of this is what happens when a team gets sick, you know, because it's going to be a team, you know, it's, uh, you isolate one player, most likely the rest of the team has been infected. If you have plans for that, so let's go back to your example, Gene, of you, you go out to the West Coast to play the, the Giants, and, hey, turns out the Phillies are ill. Do they just like, hey, you forfeit this series? Or guess what? This series went 500 you know, get back in your bus, you're going back to Philly or whatever the case may be. You know, that's you know, that I've never I haven't heard any league talk about that at all. Like yeah. even foreign leagues. Like what happens if there's an outbreak amongst the players or one specific team? Because I think yeah. that they, they don't want to be the one that that I would think maybe behind closed doors there is some eliminated. sort of a protocol. You think yeah. they should just be eliminated? You're out. Yep. Sorry that your 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 buddy went to the strip club and 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 caught the caught the virus, you know he shouldn't have been licking the stripper pole, um, and now you're all you're all out. Man, I that mean, would be that would be the well, best way to sabotage a team, though, right? Oh my god! COVID infected sailor, a COVID infected <laughs> stripper to your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, (laughs) that's all the time we have for today. Uh, We'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Again, who knows what we're going to be talking about. Hopefully we have uh, more baseball news and more information about uh, leagues coming back to life here. Uh, If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Also, remember to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, Lord knows you have time. Uh, Check out the Whip Around for all your weird news updates. Um, And uh, have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here.